0: The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.
1: Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Podcast, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's episode, the type of foods we eat play a major factor in our health, and it all comes together in our gut. There, the food is broken down into nutrients and turned into fuel that we can use as energy throughout the day. Learn all about gut health and how you can get your diet dialed in to improve your overall health and happiness. But first up, Melanie Rogers is a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, master Pilates trainer, former professional ballet dancer, and Melanie holds a master's degree in traditional Chinese medicine. Melody helps busy, active women get to the root cause of their hormones and gut issues, develop a personalized holistic plan, and take control of their health so that we can all feel energetic, slim, and symptoms-free at any age. This is why she's my new BFF, by the way. Utilizing a functional health approach that includes ancient wisdom and science-based lab uh, testing, she incorporates customized nutrition-targeted supplementation and needle-moving lifestyle hacks to those people who overcome unwanted symptoms to optimize their health. And we welcome Mel to the Mother's Market Podcast. Melanie, how are you?
0: I'm great. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for having me. I'm thrilled to be here.
1: You have a your wealth of information and I have come, you've come alongside of me in my journey, so I would love for you to just tell us a little bit, the audience, about your mission and your work before we get to today's show topic. Well, um, basically,
0: my passion is health and all things related to health. Um, I suffered from my own issues growing up, everything from severe acne to digestive issues um, to low energy to thyroid issues, and I, through the work that I have done with, healing myself holistically and naturally and seeing kind of the flip side of of some dark side of pharmaceuticals and going to more of a holistic approach. I absolutely love to teach other women and to empower other women to take control of their own health, to take sovereignty of their health choices and to realize that they can feel better, better than they ever thought possible even through, you know, many holistic lifestyle, nutrition, supplementation ways. It's its really my passion is to share what I've learned and help other people. I love it.
1: And that's obviously, it's working for you, but it's oftentimes your own personal story that brings you to your passion. And uh, so you're living that. Uh, today, we're actually talking about gut health. As you mentioned, you had suffered with that when you were younger. What symptoms are related to gut health?
0: Oh, gosh. Well, so many things are related to the health of our gut, everything from the typical digestive symptoms that we seem to that run really um, prevalent here in the United States, gut issues like gas and bloating and stomach acid reflux and constipation and diarrhea you know, IBS and Crohn's disease and food sensitivity type um, issues, you know, those are all very obviously gut related, right? It actually, the symptomology is, you know, localized in your digestion. But what people don't realize is how important our gut health is to so many other functions in the body, like the way our skin is, the health of our skin, the health of our mental health, our emotional health. Our energy, our metabolic health, let's talk about headaches and how headaches can be reflective of what's going on in our gut health. Our immune system, like like 80 to 90% of our immune system is housed in our gut. Mm -hmm. Our hormonal health, how bad our periods are, how we're excreting our estrogen ladies has to do with our gut health. So really even our hair, skin and nails is reflective of our gut health. Anything and everything can kind of go back to that baseline, which is why I think one of the most fundamental things to get um, healthy is how you digest your food. And think about it, every day we have two to six times a day what we put in our mouth, right? It matters and it leads to either optimizing our health or dis-ease. So nutrition is a huge factor in how we feel, how we think, and even how emotionally we are.
1: You know, and you really are covering so many bases, some things that you've mentioned, I wouldn't even have thought about with gut health, but you mentioned headaches, but really primarily in the world that we're living in right now with COVID, um, the immunity and, and our immune systems, and that's so important. Um, what tests do you run to determine gut health? I've been, I, my disclosure here is that I'm working with you and I think it's so fascinating that, you know, the numbers don't lie. And I wanted you to talk about what tests that you you put your patients through. Your clients, absolutely.
0: Okay, absolutely. Yeah, you have been working with me, and you got like the full shebang and and um, kind of uh, you know a big chunk of tests. It's really fascinating. There's there's really no one functional test that can tell absolutely everything. They each have their pros and cons. Some are cutting edge science, some are long standing time tested. Of course, blood work is always good as a foundational tool as well. And I'm looking for trends that, when we talk about lab testing, we want to not just look at what is considered within a normal range, but we want to consider what is actually optimal. So we call those functional ranges. They're often a more narrow bandwidth of acceptability because we're not looking for the general average. We want to find out what really is needed with the numbers that we're looking on in any sort of particular functional test, what really is needed to be functioning optimally. So we're looking at a variety of different let me see how I put this we're looking at all kinds of different parts of the body for mm-hmm. functional lab testing so i do some stool testing stool testing can show everything from our gut microbiome the good bacteria and the numbers that we have because we can have we can have low numbers of bacteria we can have too high numbers we can have not enough um, variation we can have not enough variety because you really want a, a very varied microbiome we also are looking for little gut pathogens now we can't eradicate all negative gut bacteria parasites um, fungus candida they're going to live symbiotically with us what we care about is when they're overgrown when we don't have enough mm. of the good guys and we have too much of the bad guys right so we're looking in our uh, in some of the stool testing, at some of those bugs and seeing how much is prevalent and do we have an overgrowth in one particular area. So stool testing can also show us different enzymatic activity, like how is our pancreatic enzymes? How are we digesting our fats? It can show us our secretory IgA, which is our immune system in our gut. So we can really see a lot of things through stool testing. Also I do organic acids testing, which is a urine test. So far these tests I've mentioned, except for maybe blood work, which you'd have to go to a lab, or mobile phoblodomus, most of it you can do at home, which is fantastic. Organic acids can also show various metabolic um, things going on in the body, including bacteria and candida and things like that. Also um, nutrient levels and seeing if you're deficient in a certain nutrient, maybe protein or B12, things like that. And then I do a hair tissue mineral analysis, which also shows your minerals, which are your spark plugs of your body. They're very important and they're reflective of different organ systems. For example, your sodium levels are reflective of your adrenals and kind of things like that. So we're looking at those ratios of minerals and if you are deficient or excess and trying to balance those as well. And typically people feel a lot better when they're minerals, when they're getting enough proper mineral nutrient absorption. Um, and then, yeah, traditional blood work is also really good to see trends and see if there's inflammation in the body. And then there's also another urine test that I do that's hormonal based, which shows your adrenal cortisol levels and your sex hormones, your estrogen and your testosterone, your progesterone. So a super important test to show your circadian pattern, your circadian rhythm to see you know how stressed you are and what your body is doing with that stress, how it's adapting, and then how your hormones are doing and how your estrogen pathways are and are you excreting and those can give us clues directly and indirectly about your gut health that particular hormone test doesn't directly test the gut but it will tell us how the gut is functioning because hormones can be they're simply chemical messengers and they're showing us kind of what the gut is doing so those are some of the tests that i run
1: It has been eye opening and life changing for me. So as we um, continue on in the interview, I, you know, a little bit that I can share uh, personally, but I never had had any issues. And then all of a sudden the hormones kind of came through and took over and I've, it was literally uh, out of my control. So you have really helped explain to me and how to get back on track, especially following these these tests. you feel better, right? <laughs> and I feel better. I do. It's, it's, and really, we've been working together since January, February, I guess. So about how our bodies change too. And uh, so And my next question is, what kind of gut issues arise that can be self-healed?
0: That is a great question. So I personally don't diagnose or treat any particular disease. But what we try to do is get the body back to homeostasis by nourishing the body's natural ability to heal itself. So when I do do stool testing or organic acids testing, and we see some dysbiotic bacteria or fungus, you know, we're working on maybe offering a holistic self-healing protocol to help balance the gut microbiome and allow the good bacteria to do their job so that they can bring down those pathogenic bacteria numbers and so that you can feel better and symptom-free. So we can look at things like different types of bacteria, H. pylori, different parasites, Mm -hmm. fungus candida, things like aspergillus, which is mold. We can look for things with leaky gut, which is intestinal permeability, which means the wall of your intestines has a thin layer of protection, both chemically and physically. And we don't want large particles to get through the intestines into our bloodstream. That's what causes food sensitivities and generalized inflammation anywhere in the body, including headaches and arthritis and skin issues. So that leaky gut, or that, I should say that gut, if it is damaged by our diet or by stress or medications or by gut pathogens themselves, we can have all those different symptoms arise that I was speaking about. you can have headaches and skin issues so we want to work on testing for leaky gut and seeing if we need to work on re-seeding and healing and sealing the gut so that less things can escape from it that aren't supposed to um SIBO small intestine bacterial overgrowth IBS irritable bowel syndrome which is really a collection of different Gut issue symptoms all kind of lumped into one. So, those are all things that we can uh, work on improving symptomatically and healing.
1: Perfect. It's so funny because it almost sounds like you're speaking another language. <laughs> <And> so, it's <laughs> nice to have you here. Break through and then let us
0: know, uh, you yes. know, the simple what does that mean? Uh,
1: d- can we talk about probiotics
0: and do they work? Do they help? It's a great question. Um, Yes and no. no yes. The, the short answer is yes. Probiotics can very much help, but it does matter on where you're getting your probiotics, how much you're taking and what's going on in your personalized gut. So one thing I will say is I am not a fan of refrigerated probiotics as a general rule. If they are so delicate that they need to be refrigerated, they're certainly not gonna survive the fire of your stomach, which is very acidic. So Mm. I tend to go for more ones that are stable at room temperature and that have been shown clinically to make it through your stomach and can actually seed in the intestines, which is where you want your Mm. probiotic to work. I tend to like soil and spore-based probiotics. But not even everyone can tolerate those and you want to start off slow. So yes, it's always good for people to take probiotics, but there's a little more clinical application to customize it. But you can also take probiotic-rich foods. So things like sauerkraut and kimchi and even kombucha, as long as it doesn't have a whole lot of sugar from the fruit juice in there, Um, kefir, which is a fermented dairy. Those are all things that you can incorporate that will help Um, bring those good bacteria into your gut. You just wanna make sure they're refrigerated actually in this case, because that means they are live. You don't wanna take the um, pasteurized sauerkraut because it's not gonna have all the live probiotics in it. So
1: So you're talking about, um, just for clarification, so when you're talking about kimchi or kombucha, that's the live part or the uh, refrigerated part you're talking about, but the probiotics as a supplement You're looking for the stable room temperature probiotics as a supplement.
0: Yes. If you're going to take it as a supplement, which is going to be, you know, very targeted, then you want to Mm -hmm. take one that is non-refrigerated correct, which I, and then if you're going to take something like have it be in your food naturally, like all ancient cultures have some sort of fermented food tradition well, you just want to make sure that it's not pasteurized because pasteurization kills any sort of live bacteria. I mean, pasteurization is used to make sure it doesn't harbor any bad bacteria that's going to hurt us. But in turn, it also kills off the good bacteria.
1: Okay. So, okay. And, and
0: so you just want to get like a good sauerkraut and kimchi. You want to get that refrigerated um, if you if you want to eat it for the probiotic benefit.
1: Got it this is great information and uh we need to take a quick break but more in just a moment stay with us we will be right back with more of melanie rogers looking for healthier snack options mother's market sources organic and non-gmo small batch high quality great tasting nuts dried fruits snacks and candy the goal to provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value Welcome back to the Mother's Market Podcast, and we want to remind you that if you missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for podcast and listen to past shows. Plus, download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, Melanie Rogers, and we're talking today about gut health. And uh, so Mel, it's so interesting was, as I was introducing you, um, we were really kind of talking about your, your own pr- uh, personal digestion story. And so I wanted to dive into that a little bit with you.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Well, I'll start way back when I was a kid and, you know, try to summarize quickly, but I always had tummy issues as a kid. Now, nothing that I actually went to a doctor and got diagnosed, but I would, you know, get tummy aches or get gas and bloating after eating birthday cake or pasta. And I just remember just kind of suffering through it. And then when I hit teenagehood, I was really plagued with some pretty, um, at times, extreme acne. So I'd say, I would say moderate to severe at times. And it really it really took a toll on my confidence. Um, I was a ballet dancer and I had a lot of confidence from that, but then I was plagued with the skin problem. And so my mom at the age of 16 sent me to an acupuncturist. She was uh, progressive enough to do so. And I really fell in love with the medicine and um, you know, give or take kind of a a healing journey because I didn't do all the right things. I was a teenager, but it introduced Mm -hmm. me to the world of holistic healing. And then when I was um, in my twenties, I went to acupuncture school and Chinese medicine school. So that was huge. And I got to do a lot of healing through through that. I mean, I even went on Accutane when I was, you know, a teenager, which is a very harsh drug, that I probably still am dealing with some of the consequences of. Anyway, fast forward to getting married and having kids, and then subsequently going through a divorce, I still was plagued with digestion issues on and off. And acne came back after the birth of my second child. When Mm. I was a senior, yeah, I was like, no, why? So, um, I was trying to search again for natural ways and that's when I found functional diagnostic nutrition where they taught or they did lab testing in addition to kind of more ancient traditional healing modalities which I love you know you're combining modern science with ancient traditions. And when I went through the testing, I realized and saw my cortisol levels were shot. I was a single mom, you know, working a lot and stressed out. I wasn't sleeping well or not sleeping enough. And I I was low on my thyroid and I had H pylori and a little parasite and low digestive enzymes and my immune system was low in my gut and just all kinds of things. But guess what? It was validation that no matter how healthy I was eating, I was pretty strict. I went off gluten. You know, several years ago or or before when I did the testing, years prior. And no matter how healthy I ate, I still felt I was so sensitive in my gut and even with my skin. And so seeing it on paper that I had these low-grade, you know, dysbiotic bacteria and my immune system was shot, you know, I had a starting place. I had a road map. And then guided by a functional diagnostic nutritioner, practitioner while I was in school for it myself, and healing all of the things that were bothering me for, you know, most of my life, it was even more powerful than just Chinese medicine, because I had the lab work behind it, and then we could retest and see how I improved. Basically, um, you know, healing's a journey, and I still go through healing modalities myself. You know, when you have sort of a Achilles heel, a weak spot in your body, it's not like, you're forever healing. You never have to work on it. You know, there are times I go through another little gut heal protocol, but in general, I am doing so fantastic. I have more energy at 44 than I did at 24. And my skin is clear. Yes. It's it's great. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) So my passion is to help women who have like myself, who have tried everything and who either you know, don't, don't love going to their doctor and getting on pharmaceuticals or who are tired of being on medication or feel like their doctor's not listening to them or who want to do both and get the best of both worlds. You know, there's all types and I work with all types and I honor and respect all types, but I just want to share my knowledge with other people, other women and men. I've been working with men as well. I work at a gym and with, um, we have a lot of athletes. And so I definitely see men and we all have gut issues. It's not just women, so, um,
1: you know, and, and that's a really good point, Mel. And yeah. that is true. I mean, uh, you know, and what all ages, um, you do work in a gym. And um, so the fact that you're saying that you're working with men too, maybe we just don't think about men with gut issues. But, uh, you know, it kind of leads me to my next question for you, too um, men, women alike food sensitivities and the differences between that and or allergies, how, you know, just hearing your backstory, it's so fascinating. And I'm kind of, you know, you're coming alongside of me now, but how do we know? And, um, and is it both for men and women as well?
0: That's a great question. And I didn't speak about food sensitivity testing um, in, a, in the prior question when we talked about testing, and that's a, a very important test that I offer to clients. I can test foods At the whole food level, and I can test at the peptide level where you're going to make sure you don't get any false negatives or positives. Food sensitivity testing is different than food allergy testing. Allergy is an IgE antibody type issue where you have a very severe reaction to a food or chemical or, you know, bee stings or things like that, where you could even get like that anaphylactic shock. So, what, and it's very immediate, that reaction is most often immediate. What we're looking for is an antibody reaction from an IgG or an IgA that becomes, it's what we call the sensitivity and it causes an inflammatory response in the body. And it doesn't necessarily show up immediately after the food. It can show up hours, days, Mm. even weeks after. And sometimes the symptoms can't be necessarily directly associated with that. Food, so that's where it gets tricky for people, and that's why people feel like they've tried every diet in the world and they still can't get why they're having issues, right? So, um, <laughs> yes. so <I> offer, <laughs> you know, so I, I do offer a few different types of food and to be testing, and then we we want to be coached. So, you know, I'm just not, I'm not just about testing and your protocol. I'm about coaching you through the process. So I never work in just one off sessions. I work in series of three months or six months of time, because A, it takes that long to heal. B, we may need to tweak protocols and, and, um, sequence the supplements and C, I'm here to coach you through the process, the mental blocks, the emotional blocks, the, um, the accountability needed to make lifestyle and dietary changes sustainable. So if you're looking at the foods that you're, sensitive to, we have to make a priority list, especially if you're got leaky gut and you have a lot of food sensitivities. Now, not all food, right. not all food sensitivities are forever. If you have mm-hmm. a leaky gut and we're working on healing it, the goal is to not have so much reaction to the foods that you're eating. The goal is to eliminate as many food sensitivities as possible. But when we do test and we're doing a protocol, it's good to eliminate those foods. So your body can heal. So your immune system gets a break. So your inflammation can go down and you can actually feel better. Some things like wheat, which has something called mm-hmm. memory B cells. Sometimes those things are forever. You know, there is a, there is a um, gradient on which you're going to rank different foods and some foods are just better left alone and others we mm-hmm. want to reintroduce. It really depends on the person.
1: And so I think my favorite thing that you said was that it's not forever. Um, I have shared this with you before, but I'm going to say it again because it was so surprising to me, my food sensitivities. And again, the difference is that, yes, I'm taking a little break for healing, but oranges and pistachios and avocados, all my favorite. And I think I ate too many of them or something before for them to show up in the red zone for me. That's a really...
0: A really good point. point first of all i like to coach people through the mental aspect of eliminating food because we don't want to demonize anyone food as being bad yes i have things to say about inflammatory effects of gluten and dairy and sugar and things like that however we want to yeah. coach you through a, a healthy mental health around self-love and deciding to eliminate foods but not to demonize them as bad and then to strategically reintroduce now One of the key things I wanna tell everyone that even I am guilty of not doing very well, but I try my best is to rotate your foods. We can get into what I call Mm. food ruts, where we can eat as healthy as possible, but we're eating chicken breast and broccoli every single day, right? (laughs) And believe it or not, you can actually develop some food sensitivities by not having enough variety in your diet. So now Mm. sometimes when you're on a protocol, you feel very limited because I'm not letting you eat certain foods that show up on your food sensitivity list. But when you're doing a general, I'm living life and I'm making a nice you know, diet for myself, nutrition for myself, you want to eat the rainbow. You want to get a variety of proteins, fat, and fiber PFF. I always say PFF protein, fat, and fiber is your BFF protein, fat, and fiber Woo! is best friend forever. So that's <laughs> healthy animal protein, that's healthy forms of fat and non-starchy vegetables as most of your fiber with a little starchy vegetable or starchy carb as a little bit of your carbohydrate, but you want to Really focus on your protein, fat, and fiber at every meal, and then save your starchy carb for either post-workout or more in the evening, and that's really going to help you with your energy levels, your blood glucose levels, which is really important, you know, keeping insulin resistance down, having energy energy you know, to lose weight. That's a really simple rule that I tell everyone. PFF is your BFF.
1: It's your BFF. I love that. We're all going to use that now. Um, we should turn into a little song. I have uh, to you say, know- I
0: did not coin the term, <laughs> but I love it nonetheless.
1: <laughs> well, I had never heard it before today. So I think that's awesome. And, you know, and you talk about energy levels and, and just sleep is so important, all of that. Um, and that's really you know, to tell you as I've been telling you, but that's a huge uh, admonition on my part. You know, I've really noticed that difference. And so that's great. Now I have too much energy and my husband's always like, oh my gosh, settle down. No, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, I mean, being,
0: being metabolically healthy means you have energy, means you are sleeping well, means you don't yep. have brain fog. You can think clearly. You're not exhausted in the afternoon. I mean, all of that matters. And we coach you through that whole process on how to optimize all those parts of your lifestyle. That's so great. Um, tell me a
1: little bit about um, like when you reintroduce What's so for my avocados
0: and my oranges and my pistachios, when, when is the best time to reintroduce those foods? Well, that's a really good question. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you're interested in doing kind of your own food elimination diet you want to at least do something for 21 days. So maybe try to eliminate gluten and dairy, you know, some of the biggest offenders to inflammation, not for everybody, but just in general, you know, not working with you uh, personally, at least 21 days. But when someone works with me, usually their protocol is about 90 days for us to really do the work with supplementation and diet. And then you reintroduce one food per week at a time so that you can actually see how you react to that food. So if you're doing this on your own, 21 days you still want to just reintroduce one of the foods back one week at a time I would recommend so that you know what the food's doing to you and you can make notes and have a little food diary and really um, listen to your body and kind of tap into that intuition and and um, mm. get to know yourself a lot better
1: I love that uh, food diary that's kind of probably my Achilles heel right now it's just making time to do that but I noticed that you know with calorie counting and macros that they really talk about you know keeping that diary and and keeping check of what you're eating. What do you think about those types of diets or that discipline?
0: It really is personal. In my opinion, if it works for you, great, but you want to make sure you have a healthy mental attitude around it. I personally don't coach up calorie counting or macros. I do more of a visual plate representation of what percentage kind of, okay, you want to make sure you have a at least a palm full or more of protein, you know, over half your plate of vegetables. I want your starch to be quite small, but um, for some people getting to know their macros and figuring that out is really helpful and motivating to them. Calorie counting, I think is a little double edged sword and, you know, Mm -hmm. it really is personal. And I will guide people to apps or programs that would help them do that aspect of it. Cause that's not something I specialize in, but we generally talk about eating slowly, breathing before every meal, stopping before you're over full things that you can just use in everyday life without having to have an app for I'm, I really think are very valuable and it increases your intuition on how to eat properly for yourself.
1: Well, I think that's so interesting. What about um, we're know, we're talking about, we did talk a little bit about this before, but the hormones and stress and how that affects, you know, with weight loss, but gut health really kind of tying it all back together. What are your uh, thoughts about that? Well, (laughs) that's why I called you in the first place, by the way, the happy hormone healer,
0: happy hormone healer. Yes. um, I have a program called the happy hormone solution. And I definitely try to tap into the importance of or hormonal health, that really hormones are simply chemical messengers and they're basically reflective of what's going on in other parts of our body. And yes, they are reflective of our gut health. as, As an example, stress plays a huge factor in absolutely everything. So you can't always choose The stress that finds you, but you can choose how you're going to react. You can choose Mm, the type of stress, right? You can choose the type of stress reduction tools that you implement. One of the simplest ways to de stress when it comes to gut health is to sit down without distractions when you eat your meals. Put your phone Mm. away, put the computer away, turn off the TV, take deep breaths pray, whatever, show gratitude, whatever works for you and your family and slow down at eating because so much of our gut issues can be from rushing while we eat. So we want to chew our food completely. That actually starts the initiation process of our enzymes. And we want to not take huge bites and chew and swallow and not drink large amounts of water while we eat you know, before and after is fine, but you're diluting your digestive enzymes if you're downing a bunch of water while you eat. So things like that are super simple, super free, and they're very profound and people forget to do it. You can take 30 supplements, but if you are still rushing around, not chewing your food, not paying attention and not showing gratitude and slowing down, you're still going to have gas and bloating. Uh, it's just- yeah. You know
1: I, and I know you do talk about that too that you you really say slow slow down and just be really aware, aware of what you're eating and chewing and I I think that's great advice. Um tell me a little bit let's talk about intuitive eating. Ooh. What is
0: that? Well, intuitive eating can really be defined by each individual person and how it relates to them. But what it means to me is that I'm going to gather information and knowledge from either my health practitioners, you know, online, you know, in books. But at the end of the day, I know what's best for my body. However, you can think, you know, because you've read something, but to actually Mm. tune into your own body's reaction takes a bit of commitment and discipline and time to really, again, slow down and listen to your body's cues and really notice how a food affects you and not make yourself think it's affecting you because you read that this is bad or you read that this is good, but actually feel it in your body. And so it takes time to tap into that intuition and a food journal can help because you can start to write notes on how you feel with each individual food. But all you're trying to do is actually be more attuned to your body's symptoms. And that doesn't come with just how you eat. It's how you're feeling, how you're emotionally handling things, how you're speaking to yourself, your internal dialogue. Um, just even being really honest about the different phases of your cycle and how you're feeling and being more in tune is just going to make you more sensitive to understanding what's good for you and what's bad for you. And then you tend to make choices based on self-love, not self-deprecation. And you make food choices and lifestyle choices based on, I know this is going to make me feel good. and I love feeling good. And then you know yourself well enough that if you don't if you eat something that doesn't make you feel good, you also don't beat yourself up over it because you Mm. know that beating yourself up is energetically going to add stress to your body and make things worse. So it's just being more in tune. And I think it has a big dose of self-love in there. So it should be, you know, intuitive self-love eating really.
1: Yeah. And I think just mindset is what I'm hearing and getting your mind, right? I know Todd Durkin t- talks about yeah, that all the time. Right? <laughs> exactly. and
0: look, look, it's a journey. It's nothing. I mean, I work on it. We all have, we all have the ability to fine tune our intuition and our health, but it's not going to be just an upward trajectory. There's going to be dips. There's going to be valleys and we're all human. We all make mistakes. It's, it's a lifelong process. It's not really an end destination, but The more sensitive you get and the more healthy you get, the more you want to maintain your health with all of your vigor, with all of your energy, because it's so important to you because you fought for it because you worked hard to maintain it and you know what it takes. And you don't want to give that up very easily. So it's kind of cool. It is. It's great.
1: And I think, again, having you come
0: alongside with me on this journey
1: is so empowering, but also I'm learning so much and uh, taking that time to finally say, okay, enough, let's figure out what's going on. So I I truly appreciate that.
0: (laughs) <laughs> it's been a joy working with you, and to see that you know, see your wins and how you've been feeling better, and making that dedication and commitment. You know, I don't want to work with clients who aren't ready. Like yeah. I will tell someone, if you're point. not ready, don't work with me. I'm I'm going to be here, <laughs> but come to me when you're ready to make a commitment. You know, both financial, but also with your time, with your energy, with making food, with yep. taking supplements. Um, when you're ready to change, nothing's going to stop you, and then I'm here to facilitate it. That's so great. It's awesome. And I, I truly appreciate
1: uh, everything, uh, you know, and your your words of wisdom today, too, just to kind of like peer inside of of what it's like to, you know, have your knowledge come along with us. So really some great advice. And uh, we look forward to having you on again. But in the meantime, you can get more information. Uh, with, what is your website? MelRogers.com?
0: Yes, my, my website is melrogers.com, M-E-L-R-O-G-E-R-S.com. And from there, you can book a complimentary clarity call with me where we can chat on the phone and see if we're a good fit to work together. And you can ask me questions. I can find out how you're doing and what's going on with your health concerns. And um, look, at the end of the day, you know, we all have doctors, but doctors aren't trained in nutrition and supplementation and lifestyle hacks that actually help move the needle. So that's what I'm here for. And I would love you guys to book a call and we'll chat and um, move forward with your health transformation.
1: Perfect. We appreciate it. And um, yeah, so meantime, you know what, we'll get in touch with you again, but check out the website, melrogers.com. And we look forward to having you on again in the future.
0: Thank you so much, Kimberly. It was such a pleasure. It was awesome. And I look forward to doing it again.
1: Yay. Thank you. If you want to learn more health information, check out mothersmarket.com. Get delicious recipes and health guidelines to keep your body in great shape. Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market podcast and for shopping at Mother's Market.